Trill Burgers has been going crazy. You had Drake try the burger. You had Tyler, the creator. You had DJ Travis Khaled. Scott, yes. Travis Scott. You guys went to SpaceX. How the heck do you make that happen? I'm like, how do I separate myself from anyone else from being able to compete? Do you have the know-how to execute and do it right? Everyone was shutting the door on me. No, 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 no. But every year I kept collecting more contacts. Next thing you know, everyone's saying yes to me. And now I have way more than I could even handle. Hello Kitty collab, Rick and Morty, The Fast and the Furious. I'm just like everyone else. I came from not much, right? I didn't have much when I was a kid. I got kicked out for the worst grades possible in high school. Office administrator, I was like, what? <laughs> the food side took off immediately because I was applying this whole streetwear culture that I was in for the past seven years. And I was the first person to apply it to food. Hip hop culture, club culture. I feel like I'm, I'm getting better. I feel like, you know, I feel like my best work is still ahead of me right now. I'm freaking ready, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Three, two, one. Oh. Boom. Wow. Paras, are you ready for today's guest? Hell yeah, I am, baby. Let's do this. So today's guest is the rock star of the food industry. He brought to life more than 20 concepts in 60 plus locations. Doan Arrow, Bored and Hungry, Trill Burgers, Afters Ice Cream, just to name a few. He brings the most famous household names into food. Rick and Morty, SpongeBob, Hello Kitty. That's why the Food Network calls him the mashup king. Mm. His Trill Burger with Bambi won Good Morning America's Best Burger Award. Everyone, this is Andy. Andy, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. I'm going to give a warning before we even start all of this. If you're hungry, do not go <laughs> yeah. and follow Andy. Yeah, yeah. Do, do not. not do it. You will lose your mind and sanity. This guy has the best Instagram when it comes to food porn. Like literally every single thing. And we're not talking about like just one thing. He's got the burger. He's got the ice cream. He's got the cookies. He's got everything on his Instagram. So just be careful. But Andy, before we get started, how are you doing? How's your, how's your vibe today, man? I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I even, you know, with all the food, I, I started training for the marathon. So I've been, I've been run, and running and trying to get this, you know, work this weight off. So I just ran 10 miles yesterday. So my body's recovering right now. Oh, damn, <laughs> dude, that's really, it's, it must be so difficult because you're always exposed to so much tasty food and having to live a healthy lifestyle at the same time. I can't imagine because for us, we just try to avoid it, right? We're, we're like, we're going to make sure nothing in the fridge is tempting <laughs> enough for us to keep going back to it. For you, you're looking at food that is mouthwatering every single moment of every day. How can you even stay away at and like sometimes even keep a diet or avoid all of that. It's, it must be so hard. It's, it's tough, but I think, I think I've, I've gotten to the point where I've tried nearly almost everything <laughs> I've wanted to try. So now I'm like, okay, I got, I got to, I got to change my lifestyle around. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm approaching 40. This is uh, you know, this is getting too tough on my body and I, I, I need to find a different kind of balance. Well, you don't look 40, man, because I think the level of happiness you have from like the things that you do, because clearly you're doing what you love. And we're going to we're going to talk about that. But first things first, I want to say yesterday, me and Farad were thinking of you like like for almost two, three hours straight, not because of the podcast, but because we went to this donut place here in Vancouver. And it's okay. apparently supposed to be amazing because there's this Long giant queue, like an hour queue all the time there you go and we we were super excited to try it out we missed out on it a couple of times yesterday the queue was a little shorter so we we're like okay let's get in there and dude we got six donuts they were the most horrible donuts you've ever tried no feelings 
No flavor. There were six different flavors, but they all tasted yeah, so the, the same. It was and, and, same. And you know, we were like, we were like, Andy, please come to Vancouver. Please do something. Like, <laughs> I, I would definitely sure that he would do an amazing job with this. It's it's crazy. Please come and say Vancouver, man. We need you yeah. here. <laughs> I love it. I love it up there. I can't wait to come back up there to check it out. So yeah, it's. You know, the reason we also said this is, again, we recommend you guys now, I'm telling you, please go and check Andy's uh, Instagram page because you get to see all the different concepts he's done. He's just a genius when it comes to presenting food and also coming up with the ideas of food, like the the dreams you might have of the kind of food you want to eat. Like when you're, I, I guess when people get high, right? That's like exactly what you would want to have. You're like, what if I put the cookie and I put some ice cream on top and then add like Smarties or all over it and all the things you would do if you're high, this is like the kind of food that Andy can give you at all of his uh, places. And so I guess what I want to say is before we even get to the real shit, Trill Burgers has been going crazy. This is one of the things you work on with Bun B. And we see all over Instagram, you had Drake try the burger. You had Tyler, the creator. You had DJ Khaled, Travis Scott. You guys went to SpaceX. How do you guys get to this level of success with with burgers? Because so many people have done burgers in the past, but you guys have clearly done it different. What's what's happening with Trill Burgers right now? Um, this is a, this is a great topic because I, I, I just had a conversation with the team about this and I, I told them, I'm like, Hey guys, this, this trill burgers concept did not, it was, it was not an overnight concept, right? Because everyone, every single partner involved has had so much life experience prior. Like this is, this is, this is my fourth burger concept. Literally it took me four tries. Our, my partner, uh, chef Mike, he's been, he's been making, he's been having burger restaurants since 2012. You know, Bun B, Bun B has been in the, he's, you know, he's been a fan of the food scene for a long time now. So, you know, and he's built his reputation, but I think, I think it's a culmination of everything we've done as a team. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's led to where it has today. Like it took, you know, it took all of our previous work, all our mistakes to get to this one project. And even this one project, we're at, we're at two, we're at two year mark now. Like it, at one year, the first year we're going through a lot of headaches and a lot of issues and a lot of problems. But the, the second year, things just like hockey stick and took off. That's that's first of all that's crazy because it doesn't look like it's a second year in in all of this because you guys are clearly it looks like it's it's something that's been around for years. Do you would you say this it, it like you mentioned it owes to the fact that all of you guys have done this in the past and you've learned from all these failures probably failures or challenges that you might have had to overcome and you're taking all of that experience now and that's why this is a success because some people might think it's an overnight success or or it's just like the first time you guys are doing it and it's just working out of course everyone thinks like hey andy's working with bun b as a rapper and every he's automatically gonna have everyone eat it but if it doesn't taste good or the process doesn't go right like they're not gonna Mm -hmm. co-sign it like it doesn't make sense and even for me like i i can't put my name on just the concept a novelty concept anymore everyone expects Mm -hmm. something higher of me every single time when the other burger concepts that you personally did that you said you did three or four before this Yep. Did they did they fail at some point that like you had to like stop them or no they're still continuing this is just hap- this just happens to be the most successful how did that go about um, the 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 very first one I did I I believe was still operating up until uh, late last year um, but I left I left very early on I think the the issue the issue between the concepts then and now is that I didn't have I didn't have a lot of control then you know I was coming onto uh-huh. a concept that was already existing. I was coming off a TV show. I was helping these guys open a store. I never really had enough control of the menu. 
And I think along the way, I've gotten better and I understood more of the direction I wanted to take the the, the brand. Mm-hmm. I, I, I asked that question because, uh, so this is probably like the second time we're, we're going uh, at, at it for YouTube. I've done YouTube once in the past and I, I failed. And so yeah. everything that I didn't do right the last time, we're trying to fix this time. And so I, I always think that that's the right way to approach things. There's multiple attempts that you might have at one thing and it might fail and fail and fail. But if you really want it bad enough, you can always go back to it and, and figure it out. And that's clearly what's happening with us here on YouTube. And I guess the same thing for you with, with, with Burger specifically, because you guys are killing it right now. And it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch. Thank you. And Andy, one thing I think you have done really well in the past and also with Trillbergers is partnership. But what is your mindset when you go through selecting a partner or how do you know like, oh, this is going to be a good partnership or from the mistakes that you have made or, you know, the partnership that have failed, you know that, okay, I need to be careful when I choose a partner this time. Of course, I'm always, you know, I think these days the, the most important thing for me is having an open-minded partnership. Right. I think it's, it's clear. It has to be clear transparency. I, I, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand how difficult it is uh, for communication within partners. Right? And you're, mm-hmm. you're literally getting into a marriage with each other and you need to be able to communicate. And a lot of times I think I think you've seen I've seen it over over again. The ones that don't communicate well or don't know how to compromise with each other. It, do, it just doesn't work out. And mm-hmm. I think the great thing with Bun B is when we enter the space. I knew I knew me and him had a lot of similarities. Right, we we enjoy a lot of the same things. We enjoy music, we enjoy fashion, we enjoy art, food, a lot of the same topics, sports. Like we're always we're definitely in the same realm together. So I knew mm. partnering Bun, he would be very open minded in terms of like direction, how we build the brand. He always he always says to me, when it comes to the food site, I defer I defer to you, Andy, and mm. I go okay. When it comes when it comes to the hip hop side, I defer to you, Button. So we always make sure, like, hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna help each other, but we're also gonna stay in our own lane. And, you know, f- mm-hmm. focus on what we do best. It's it's beautiful what you just brought up—the concept of marrying each other. So clearly, you have a lot of marriages, successful ones, <laughs> and and you made them work. So how I want to know, out of all the things that we see work out really well. Were there any any ones that didn't as well? And and again, you, those those were the reasons why you are so good at them now. Yeah, I've had I've had a lot of you know um, failed marriages and partnerships, <laughs> uh, different partnerships over the years, and and I've learned a lot from it. And I think um, over time, you know, people have been been able to see right through it, right? Whether mm. it does work out or not. I'm still here. I'm still. It's nine years later in the food industry, and I'm still around. You know, I'm approaching my tenth mm. year in the game, and I, I I feel like I'm I'm getting better. I feel like you know I feel like my best work is still ahead of me right now, and oh. um and it's, it's it's super difficult. And the food food is not an easy game to be in. It is a very very tough industry, and mm. a lot of people get to see a lot of my highlight reels, but I also share a lot of my failures. I'm like, hey guys, I did this concept. I jumped into bed with the wrong people. This concept mm. didn't work because I didn't have a say in it. I, you know, I, I let everyone just kind of voice their own opinion, and I forgot the direction, and you know, things fell apart. And 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 I think a lot of those, a lot of things, a, a lot of the reason why people continue to follow my brand is because I'm sharing everything. I'm sharing all. I'm sharing. I'm, I'm putting putting it out there, guys. If it works, mm. it's working out because of this. It's not working out because mm. of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one thing I want to talk about and continue on this concept of partnership because what's really important, and I think a lot of people might fail to understand this, myself included, 
is we always want to hoard things. We always want everything for ourselves. And when you have that mindset of 100% for me, it's hard to have a partnership because you always want to keep everything for yourself and you want to make things work. But we live in a world where having people at your side is one of the strongest things you can have. Yes, you can win solo, but winning with a team is always going to get you further. But of course, finding the right partnerships is difficult. And like you mentioned, one of the keys to having a good partnership is transparency and communication. But I want to talk about your mindset of how you get into these partnerships because correct me if I'm wrong, the different concepts that you have. And first of all, not everybody can even pull that off. Like people get into F&B and they just have one restaurant, like one concept. You jump from different concepts and you make sure each of them, at least the ones that are here now are successful and they're running and they're improving. They're not even stagnant. They're just getting better and better. So how do you get into these partnerships? Are you willing to just be like, you know what? I don't need to have the mindset of, I need 100% of this business and this business. I don't want everything for myself. I'm willing to open up, share percentages, or, or maybe share, I don't know how you, you do the work. Actually, that's, yeah. that's what I'm curious about. I'm willing to open up just so I can do more concepts. I feel like that's the approach you have just looking from the outside. Am I right about that? Yeah, partially. Um, I think for myself is I always want to have someone to lean on, right? I want it. I want... I want to team up with people who are experts in their own field because I'm not an expert. I know I'm not an expert at everything. You don't see, you, I don't film content of me cooking just because I don't know how to cook, right? Just, 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 I'm not, I'm not the chef. And I, and I told, I told people, I was like, Hey, I don't, I'm not the cook. Like if I, if I had to focus and learn how to cook, I'd probably be, I think I could be okay. But I just know that's like not what I, I enjoy doing the most. I was like, I enjoy, I, I figured out over time what I enjoy doing. I was like, I enjoy branding, marketing, you know, ideation, um how to scale but when it comes to like kitchen and operations and being there every day i'm like my my attention span doesn't work that way so i was like you know what i, I am definitely willing to share the percentage for someone to be there every single day and make sure this place is running well and i'll do the rest i'll get people to my job is to get people to, through the door and you just mm. you work at you you guys focus on keeping people there yeah wow that's that's an, but how much time so so with, of course every business or every concept that you start goes right. through challenges right when do you know it's time to unplug or when do you know it's time to pull off like this doesn't work we shouldn't give it any other chance or like how many chances you should give to a concept for it to work because a lot of businesses a lot of starts up fail yeah. maybe they, they hold too on too long or yeah. they hold on too long yeah you start ble- you start bleeding you start seeing the bleeding and, and <laughs> yeah. the more yeah. you have to inject money is not fun i i think along the way you have to look at your partnership, your partners, and look at yourself and think down the road. Like, hey, if I look at this brand five years down the line, are we going to be in the same exact position, or are we going to be able to grow? Right. And if we're not going to be able to grow, it's still a business at the end of the end of the day. Then we need to cut the cord, and we need to all mm-hmm. move forward. Like, hey, this is an opportunity where we can cut the cord now before it gets worse, and everyone can go their own way and figure, you know, work on something else. Wow. Yeah, that's that's uh, definitely. I would say one of the hardest things to do. I guess it also depends on your passion, right? How how much passion do you have for that certain project? Because sometimes I guess it's worth bleeding if you really want it to work, and sometimes it could work at the end of it if you just keep going long enough. But I guess if for me, if even a percentage of you thinks maybe this is not right for me, you probably shouldn't keep bleeding on it, right? It's it's more about just like how hard are you willing to go and lose sleep, lose friends, lose, you know, whatever it is on the path just to get to that goal. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, I think I, I believe so. I think, yeah, just 
when you look at your partners and you gotta you gotta see look in their face and you're talking to them you're talking direct to them like hey how how much more can you handle how much more can you fight through this to get to that next level are you willing to do these things to get to the next level and if they are then i'm willing to i'm willing to fight with you i'm willing to run all the way i'm willing to you know run till the wheels fall off but mm-hmm. if you're not willing to if you're not willing to 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 bleed along with me if you're not willing to sacrifice and and make the changes necessarily in order to the business to win then i'm at, then i'm out mm-hmm. right because at the end of the day if you're not taking care of the business the, how's the business going to take care of you? So you got to, at the end of the day, regardless of all the drama, everything aside, if you cannot take care of the business, then it's not going to work out at the end of the day. That's that's really interesting to know because it doesn't just work in the F&B industry. It can go as small as, you know, if you're working on a, again, just for a use case of most of our audience, I guess, if they're in the 3D world, you can have partnerships where you're working on a project together. And, you know, if it's not working out, the same thing applies over there as well. That's why it's interesting to hear. Now, I just want to take it back a little bit to where you started, right? So you put out uh, a story, I would say, last year, and you put it as a highlight in your Instagram. So if anybody wants to check it out, they can go and check that out. And it's basically you introducing yourself to your audience. And somewhere along there, you said you started in the real estate industry and then went into streetwear and then went into F&B. And your your sort of existence in F&B was not something that you would have thought would be right for you in the beginning. It happened accidentally. And what's crazy is it's what you're freaking good at. And so many people are lost in life. And I myself, probably until three months ago, before this YouTube thing, we were like, we don't know exactly what we want to do. So, so many people might be in that location right now. What do you have to say to them? Because clearly you didn't know you're going to end up here, but this is definitely for you. So how would how would you recommend other people take the trajectory? Maybe you can touch on your own story of what helped you from real estate to streetwear to F&B and how that can apply to people who don't know where they're supposed to go. How can they find what they're good at? Yep. Um, so I'll take it back a little further. When... When I was in when I was in college, I was in community college. I had no idea what I was doing. I was I did poorly when I was in high school. My high school I was the worst. I got kicked out, you know, for the worst grades possible in high school. And when you, once you get kicked out, you don't get to choose the good colleges, right? You have to go through. Yeah. You have to go to a community college. You have no choice but to go to community college. If not, you don't go to school. So yeah. I went to community college. I took all my general ed courses. I took a, I took like a business class just because, um, and I took this course called career planning. And in this career planning, it's just like, hey, you're taking career planning because you don't know what you're going to do. And you're going to go in there and take all these surveys and fill out these things to determine what you're going to do in life. Right? <laughs> so I'm taking I'm in this class and in, in my head, I'm picturing oh, I'm going to be a music producer. I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> I'm going to be a sports agent. Right. That's in my that's what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. And I'm taking these surveys and the re- results come out. Office administrator. I was like, what? <laughs> Jan- Jan- janitorial work. I was like, fuck this. Like, no, 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 no. And from there, it made me more. Con- I got even more confused. I was like, okay, well, I have not- nothing. None of the results that are coming out are what I imagined that I should be in. But it's leading me in a completely different direction where I don't see myself. I was like, I don't see myself as a doctor. I don't see myself as a pharmacist. I'm Asian. I can't, I can't do any of those. I'm scared, of, I'm scared of blood. Like, I can't do that. So, um, 
was like, I gotta figure something out. But and I'm guessing at the same time there was parental pressure on you. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. You're, I'm an Asian, Asian heritage. Uh, yeah, Asian, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so that that's that doesn't make it easier. That doesn't make <laughs> no. it easier either. And my, you know, my parents they came from, you know, they came here from Vietnam. So I, I'm a, I'm, I'm the, you know, first one born in America. So they expect me to do well, and I'm not doing well in school. And they're worried. Of course, they're worried. Uh, luckily, I have my best friend who lived four houses four houses down from me. Um, he dropped out of school for, he dropped out of school six months into college. And I'm like, what are you doing? What do you mean you're dropping out of school? You're crazy. Like, you can't do that. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go into, I'm going to go do this thing in real estate. I met this, I met this really young guy who owns his own company and he makes a lot of money and he's driving a Range Rover. I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> whatever. He goes, um, yeah, I'm going to go train under him and I'm going to go start my own company. Do you want to do it with me? Mm. I was like, uh, I have no, what the hell, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And I don't know what you're doing, but it's better than what I'm doing. So <laughs> what the hell? You know, I want to. I, I guess I, I want to work with my friends. I don't know anyone that we don't know anyone that's an entrepreneur at 18 years old. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go drop out of school and, and I'm gonna go take classes to become a real estate appraiser. And next thing you know, I'm in this course for a year and a half and learning about real estate, not really under, not really actually understanding what it is. And I get my license, and I'm the only one in my group that gets it. and i learned so much about how to work with my friends right Right. i learned a lot lot about business professionalism i had to quickly Mm -hmm. grow up because now now i'm in business like you can't you don't survive if you don't you don't do good work very true um i had to i had to make sure i showed up all the time i had to make sure uh me and my friends were building a business learning how to get an llc going to the you know opening bank accounts like these are things you, you don't know how marketing branding like all this stuff like we had to learn at, eight, at 19, 20 years old, I started making a pretty good amount of money. You're making $300,000, $3,000 a day like our, as our group, right? And this, this is like wow. a lot of money as kids. Yeah. And, you know, over time, I started realizing I was like, cool, like I made money, but I didn't jump into this to make money in the first place. I was like, I, mm-hmm. I just did this just to do this. And now I wasn't happy because I was like, I don't, I don't like this real estate thing. It's not for me. Mm. And I also had another friend at the same time. <laughs> My other friend, Michael, he was... Um, he started a clothing brand right and and if you know if you knew if you actually know me and my friends like i grew up if i had any extra dollar i was i was buying sneakers i was buying new jordans i was buying mm. like, I, was, I was refusing to eat school lunch so that i could save money to go buy new new, new clothes i, I actually <laughs> I, I won my best dress in high school i was like my senior's best dress in high school so <laughs> i ended my my buddy he reached out to me he's like i need i need a model for my fo- my lookbook photo shoot can you do it? I'm like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, do it. I'm not gonna be a model. <laughs> he goes, I'll, I'll give you free clothes. I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? I'm well, hell yeah, 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 I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> so I had, so I ended up doing this, this photo shoot for him, and he, he, he just kept talking to me like, hey, do you guys have an office for your real estate thing? I'm like, no, we just work, we just work in my dad's garage. We make money, we're fine, we don't need it. He's like, you guys should work, you guys should get an office space. He goes, I need to get an office space. Do you guys want to, you guys want to get one together? So we ended up sharing mm-hmm. an office space, this tiny room maybe. Less than two hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. He's in. He's in. The, he's in the room doing, doing, making his designs and clothing thing. And I just, you just start seeing my attention span. Like, I'm like, oh, well, what you're doing is way more fun than what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're not making. You're not making any money. But I'd rather be doing that, right? So you know, I, I, got, I finally got enough courage to ask him, like, hey, can I? I want to invest some money. Me and my partners we want to invest in some money and 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 be a part of the clothing brand with you. Mm-hmm. And he told me no. 
He told me no. He's like, <laughs> he goes, I don't, I don't think you're ready. And I'm like, what? Like you wow. don't think I'm ready? So That's I was, heavy. I was up, yeah. So I was upset, and I went back to my best friend. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's go, let's go, let's go start our own clothing brand then. Which we'll figure. <laughs> I, we're here. We're just watching whatever it does, and we'll pick it up and we'll start our own clothing. This brand. is the same real estate guy that you're talking about. That yeah, you, my you best said... friend. Yeah, my best okay, friend. Okay, right. I convinced him. I convinced my best friend, my real estate partner, uh, to go out and start our own clothing brand. And thinking we knew what the hell we were doing, and as we got into it, we had no idea what the hell we were doing. Um, but in, you know, at the same time period, the real estate market was crashing. The U.S. was going through our, our recession in 2007 and 8. And that's that's the that's the period that we launched a clothing line in the recession. Yeah. <laughs> Great timing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I learned you know starting a clothing brand. I learned a lot about branding, marketing, you know, generating hype, um, how things look visually on camera, um, you know, how to sell to stores, how to manage a lot of different young people at the same time, and yeah, uh, that built a lot of the skills where it took me to where I am today. That is one crazy journey. And one thing I guess that stood out the most to me is the concept of exposure and tasting things. So we had another guest on the podcast. His name is Bilawal. Shout out to him. He talked about how tasting things to find your passion is extremely important because so many people hold back. They might see something interesting, but they never try it out because they might have this gigantic wall in front of them that says, oh, like... It's it's hard to open a I new mean, restaurant. You could have it's, said, "I'm doing real estate. I'm making money. Why would I care about you know another industry?" Why that's I one. And the second thing is like the, always the concept of starting something like a clothing brand or a restaurant is always so hard. Like even for me right now, when I think of it, I'm like, dude, how like all of the things you have to do to start a restaurant or all of the things you have to do to start a clothing brand. Whereas your approach was like, hey, that looks cool. I want to give it a try. It, okay. It's so important to have that mindset. To be able to find your passion. Do you think that's the reason why? Because you you were always super open to trying new things. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was a dozen other things that you didn't actually try. I want to know I don't, I don't. want to know how that went. Because we know clearly the two things. The real estate, streetwear, and then F&B is something you jumped on and, and gave it a try. Yeah, I, I guess a really good example of me realizing all of that is when I started training for this marathon. Like, for this marathon, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so... Five weeks ago, I have I didn't really I was working out maybe once a, you know barely right I was barely working out and then I was in I was at dinner with my, one of my friends and he goes, oh yeah I'm running I'm, I'm I have I'm, I have the um, half marathon run in 36, 36 hours, and he's like yeah I'm running with my students and some of them are gonna walk the whole thing I'm like walk the whole thing I can walk I think I can walk the whole thing <laughs> I'm like am I am I able to still sign up He goes yeah I think so, so that night I got home like. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sign up for this marathon. I'm, you know, wow. th- 13 miles where I don't. I don't. I'm not a runner. I don't run. I'm gonna sign up. I think. I think I can do it. If, if anything, I'll just walk the whole. I just walk the rest of it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna jump in and figure it out. Um, so I did the run. Died. Literally died. Right. I made it to the end. <laughs> literally crying. Got my ego checked. You know, saw all these people twice my age passing me up. And but after that, after that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to train for the full marathon now and I'm going to do it right. I'm going to to train and I'm going to properly start understanding the aspects of it. But I think a lot of my work, even with that, for example, when you take it back, I was always willing to jump in head first and be like, all right, I know what it's like now. Now I'm really, now I'm going to take the steps to do it properly because I I got a taste of it. 
like imagine, I love that. That's so it, it it doesn't just happen to you in the world of business. It's everything else in life as well. The concept of just being willing to try new things. Fat. I think we should talk about Steve Jobs, the typography. The the concept, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. So we, we saw this online where Steve Jobs before Apple, he did take a class of typography. And, you know, to anybody at that time, if you were to look at Steve Jobs' life, you're like, how would that help you in creating Apple? But not knowing yeah. that indirectly, that helped with the design and the artsy vibes of Apple compared to everything else and why Apple is Apple today. So... For you, how did the real estate industry and you know the streetwear industry help you in coming up into F and B and just killing it here? What are some of the things that you like transferred from that to here? Yeah, so the reason why the food side took off immediately was because I was applying this whole streetwear culture that I grew up I was in for the past seven years, mm-hmm. and I was the first person to apply it to food. Right, I was applying. Mm-hmm hip-hop culture, club culture, um, fashion aspects of it, you know, the way the way things were on color, the way the way you're taking advantage of social media at that time. Like I was I was like an early pioneer of that along with my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, just understanding storytelling, like storytelling early on already. People weren't, you know, people didn't understand that how strong that was. And I spent a lot of my days in clo- the clothing industry blogging. I had to figure out topics to write about every, like uh, my whole lifestyle of clothing brand that for 10 years or seven years, I was writing every single day on this blog. So I learned how to become a writer over that and I applied that into the food realm and no one was, everyone was always so busy working in the kitchen, designing dishes, but they weren't there, but they forgot about selling the lifestyle, selling the story of, of your brand. And, that, and I think people got really in tune with that. And I think why I've been able to build this fan base over time. That's crazy because you clearly know how to get people excited about mm. food, about the mm. concept that you design. Mm. But where does those idea comes from? Like, do you sit down and say, okay, this is a new concept. Someone told me that they need to open a, I don't know, a coffee shop or something. Do you sit down and think about it? Like, or do you reference to somebody? How does these ideas come? Where's the inspiration? Yeah. I pick up inspiration from everything. So I'll, whenever it's a, you know, I okay, so for example, I read for, for at least... 12, 13 years, I rarely ate the same restaurant twice. I was always trying to eat at a new place or a new experience because whether it was a good or bad meal, I always wanted to learn something different. I always wanted to pick apart something different from every single experience. And my wife hated it. She's like, hey, why are you trying this new place? They don't have their things in order. I was willing to eat, a, I was willing to eat that bad meal to learn that, that brand new experience and then go back to the same place I've already been to. So I was, always try, I was just always trying to pick apart little things everywhere I went. Like, hey, and also I'm, I live I live in Southern California. Disneyland is my backyard, right? So I'm I'm a Disney fan. So I'm studying about brand experiences, rides, lighting, the way things are designed, storytelling along the rides, like all that. Like I'm a you know I'm I'm in this realm of learning all these things. So like I'm living I'm living literally living in an experience all the time. So mm-hmm. I should, I should be applying that to my life if I'm around this stuff all the time, right? I'm exposing myself all the time to it. So, so one way or another, I'm going to pick up things, whether I, I on the back of my mind or not, I'm going to pick it up. Super cool that you brought that up because we are the exact opposite. We suck at that because when we, when we find a good location, we keep going back to it. We but, as in Faraz, can, can I yeah. clear that? He goes to the same restaurant 200 like, times. I, I like my food. I'm begging <laughs> him, bro. Can we try another restaurant? Dude, especially so when I, I used to be really fat when I was younger and when I was fatter, I, like if I found a place that I liked, I would just keep, because yeah. I didn't want to risk not having like a good meal. So if I went to a place yeah. that had bad, like a bad experience, I would be like, you know what? This is horrible. This is 
ruined this my day. This is changing today. This is changing yeah. starting today. We have to go yes. and try and yes. they should do it Andy yes. style. And Andy this is, style. And you see it, by the way, guys. Again, if you follow Andy on Instagram, if you check out his stories, he's at a like I don't think, do it before you sleep, though. Don't yeah, do it. don't I do it. Yeah, I did yeah, that. I had it horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you? So we see you even going out and trying new restaurants all the time, even now, because you want to get ideas. When you just this is like completely unrelated to your journey, but like when you go to these new restaurants, do you actually have the whole plate, or do you just like test it? Because sometimes you see on the same day you go to like okay. two, three different places. Do you just have like the whole plate and then go to the next one, or just like you try it next place, try it next place? Yeah. So if you if you if you if you've gone on any trip with me if you talk to all if you talk to my friends and everyone that's ever traveled with me they they know the they know the rules now they know they hey we're taking a bite we're trying the best dish and we're gonna we're gonna pack it up and we're going to the next place so we're gonna either you guys can eat it you guys can eat it later at night or we're gonna give it away to the less fortunate that uh, around around the area oh dude we gotta travel with you man like like, (laughs) he's coming down to vancouver i'm gonna go to restaurant i don't want to travel with anybody else honestly (laughs) Let's talk about your partnerships, not with your business partners, but I would say the licenses, I guess, that you get with the the household names like SpongeBob, Hello Kitty, Rick and Morty. Because anybody who has not, I guess, started a clothing brand or a restaurant or or any sort of business, when the first thing that pops in your head, the moment you think about these names, it's just like, it's impossible to work with these guys. They're so big. Licenses. Yeah, they're so big. You clearly didn't have that mindset again. You probably dived right into it. How the hell do you get to work with these big names? And how did it help you set up your brand for you know the, the popularity that it gained over the years? Yeah, so I learned a lot about licensing uh, during my clothing, in the clothing industry days. Um, Nickelodeon actually reached out to me the first time. You know, presenting me the you know the, the Nickelodeon brands and my dream you know I'm a Ninja Turtles fan and mm. I really wanted to work with the Ninja Turtles at the time so I designed this whole collection this clothing collection for the Ninja Turtles collaboration and at the last at the last moment which I still have images I'm gonna show the images one day of the the, the, the collection they said we actually signed with another brand so you guys we can't do the the Ninja Turtles oh, collaboration no. with you and I was and you guys I made the hurt, whole thing. Uh, you guys made the yeah, whole the thing. Designs were, the whole collection was designed, was ready to, was ready to go produce. So it was ready to go, was literally done, like ready to check. Like they, they, they got all their approvals until the last part and then they cut us off. And I was so disappointed, but then they go, you know what? We still want to work with you guys. So we're going to offer you SpongeBob. I'm like, okay, well, SpongeBob's cool. Let's, let's just do it. Let's just work on a collection. And then that's, that's, that was my entry into licensing. And I started doing a lot more collaborations along the way. And then when I got into food, you know, when I first la- when, you know, when we first launched Afters Ice Cream, I knew along the way there were going to be a lot of knockoffs. I already saw, like, within the first month, I already started seeing people knock off the brand. I'm like, okay, well, that's going to happen. That's fine. How do I how do I separate myself from everyone anyone else from being able to compete? Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna work. I'm gonna end up working with these worldwide brands, and most people don't even know the first steps of how to even get into this licensing world to make it happen. But even if you did get into there, do you have the know how to execute and do it right? And I don't think most people were going to be able to do that. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So I started, you know, doing Hello Kitty collabs with Afters, um, Rick and Morty, The Fast and the Furious, um, some streetwear brands, Crooks and Castles, The Hundreds, a lot of brands like people wouldn't wouldn't be able to figure that out. And even with the, we did a collaboration with a dance crew with Kinjas, right? Literally mm-hmm. line line wrapped around the building, helicopters flying around, wondering what's going on. <laughs> um, but you know we're we're merging different lifestyles to get like my thing was like hey let's merge different lifestyles together, let's let's get people curious, let's build this fandom that's so strong, 
that no one else is going to be able to replicate. So when we get, you know, once we do these things, everyone's going to be like, we can't, we can't even catch them anymore. They're, they're way too far ahead now. And that, that was always like the goal for me. Do you have any tip to anybody who maybe is, you know, working on a clothing brand or working on maybe even food industry, maybe your own competitors? I don't know. I'm just any tip. I guess it's not good to say your competitors for a tip, but generally speaking, do you have any tip that you can share as to how, as someone who's just like starting out, if they're dreaming of working with big brands like this, how can they get into that zone? Like, how can they prepare themselves to be able to work with big brands like that? Or big yeah, names? I think building, I think uh, a lot of time presenting, presenting is a big thing, right? Okay, so for example, so there's an event called the Licensing Expo, like that's about once, mm. once a year. And when I was first going to that show presenting, everyone was shutting the door on me. No, 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 no. But every year I kept collecting more contacts. I kept shaking hands. I kept coming back every single year. I lay, look, now now I finally got a collaboration. And here's my second, third, fourth, fifth. Next thing you know, everyone's saying yes to me. And now I have way more than I could even handle. And now I'm now I'm saying no. Right now, now it's flipped around where I go. Hey, I can't I can't take this on. Maybe in like two, three years, come talk to me again. But I got I got a, a lot of stuff lined up already. But I think presenting a strong brand deck is important mm. right showcasing mm. what you're able to do and, and having clear 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 goals and what you're trying to accomplish with it because they want to see they want they want to see data they want to see what you what you can what you can pull off dude that is okay I first of all thank you for that. That's that was a selfish a question from Faros, by the way. I know in your question, head yeah. you're thinking about. I want us to be able to do that. I'm being honest. Yeah. I, my dream is yeah. to be able to work with some of the brands that I've been a big fan of, and it's just so hard. Sometimes you're like, "What should I just shoot them an email? Would they even read it? Because they're so big." And now knowing that you know, okay, I didn't even know there was a licensing expo, by the way. And I think that's like already a, <laughs> first a, step. <laughs> yeah, first step, and it's it's crazy because I guess an analogy for the younger crowd and and myself included, I'm single. It's, it's like going and if you're trying to pick up a girl right at a bar, yep. you might get failed a fail attempt one time, but you shouldn't just stop there. Right, you go and talk to as many girls that you like as possible over a long period of time, and then you might end up having a girlfriend. Right? It's it's, it's like you can't just try one time and say, "Oh, okay, like girls don't like me." <laughs> right? You just have to try, and eventually you find enough contacts. Different analogy, <laughs> but I guess that kind of works, right? <laughs> Different analogy, yeah, but yeah. It, it's it's pretty much the same thing. So you you just try to bang on as many doors as possible and. Yep. Until you find enough contacts, that's that's really important. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate that. Andy, I, I watched something that happened last year, and I, and I was in. I was really surprised. We were on a call, and that you talked about you know starting a new restaurant, more than hungry. I think in the matter of weeks, the restaurant was ready. <laughs> and Bro. It, it was crazy to me that you know, like you came on a call. I was like, okay, I bought this board ape, and now. You're gonna have this restaurant. I think it was two, three weeks down there. Where we got the signboard up. People were yeah. cooking burgers and people were queuing up. How did you assemble the team to do things that fast and be able to execute your ideas? Because people are failing in executing ideas. They take years to do things, mm -hmm. and you did it so fast. I pulled a lot of favors more, you know, more than I would normally do. Right? I had to bring in. I had to bring in the guys who've done this with me before. Everyone mm -hmm. that I've worked with. In the past, that I knew could pull this off, I had to pull. I had to pull them in because if I didn't, if I didn't pull them in, use those same exact guys, I wouldn't be able to pull it off. And I had to put, I had to put a stamp and a timeline on it because if I didn't put the date on it, we wouldn't have. To, we would have pushed it and dragged it on for weeks, weeks later, right? And I was like, we can't. We're playing against time with this project. We have to move now. And thankfully, everything ended up working out at the last minute, right? And even you know, remember we like we discussed before, even getting. 
to accept crypto, we, it yeah. didn't work yeah. until the morning of. Like even that was scary. <laughs> we couldn't announce it until we got it working. Uh, but everything happened for a reason, and I think applying pressure, you know, pressure applying pressure makes diamonds. So you know, <laughs> I had apply, we had we had to apply a lot of pressure to make that project happen. Like it, there was a lot of arguments, there was a lot of back and forth, everyone yelling, crying, a lot of like emotional parts of trying to get that place open. But you know, we, you, you got everyone saw the mat, the power of that. Literally, we became the talk of the world, right? People that normally don't talk to me were reaching out to me, asking me about this thing, and I'm like, the heck, like you're you're reaching out to me? This is crazy. Yeah, the, the, that was that was for me was mind blowing. So now, do you have? If, if you imagine, if you want to do a new concept tomorrow, you have a <laughs> list. That that this is my Avengers list. You are like this uh, is the reason Samuel L. Jackson. That yeah. you go and call off Avengers to do a wrestle. Like, do you have that? Do list you have there? your A team ready for like your next concert? Like, you you have that I list. I know this guy can do this and that. Yeah, I definitely have my I definitely have my go to players that I that I know can pull things off. That I that I can trust. If I use them, my chances of success are a lot higher working with them. Yeah. Okay, so you you've you've done you know so many different concepts. You've done the ice cream, you've done desserts, you've gone you've done burgers, you know, you've done everything. You've done seafood. If you were to have like a hundred million dollars right now, a Mr. Beast comes and gives you a hundred million dollars to start a whole new concept, anything that you imagine, yeah. do you have something in your mind already of like what you want to go to next? Um I'm all the next I'm always trying to do something I haven't done, right? There's no there's no point for me to try to replicate something I've already done in the past because, mm -hmm. you know, what's where's the challenge? Where's the fun in it? And that doesn't mm -hmm. I don't get excited. So I'm always looking for something a little different, whether it's the technology side of it. Right. Besides just being the food of it or the experience, the immersive experience side of it. Like I'm mm -hmm. I am totally into immersive experiences right now. Right. I'm always mm -hmm. about like touching, feeling senses. Uh, creating moments that people will never forget like those those are a lot of things that i apply to a lot of my work and i think moving forward there's a lot of things i haven't tried yet that i still want to try in, in a in a in a food beverage setting whether it is it is food or beverage or outside of food beverage there's still things i want to try mm -hmm. wow that's this, yeah uh, since you're doing a lot of things and i think this is not only applies to food and beverage to any industry your time management should be really on point. Like you are, I can see you in DJ Khaled's house the day after you are flying to another city, the day after you are in this SpaceX. Sport. And yeah. you're, doing, you're doing so many things. Like you're attending Expo. I can see you're always like into Expos. You're, you're always with celebrities. You're at restaurants trying things. And, and at the same time, you're also following your dream in, in art and in fashion. Like we see you do that as well. Like combining all of this and making your businesses work at the same time. How do you manage your time? Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on a tight schedule. Like, I, you know, you, you, if you schedule things out with me, it's like a week or a week or probably a week and a half, two weeks now to, to try to lock me in. Um, but I, you know, I have, I have very, I have time blocks. Like, Hey, if you get me, if you're getting me on a call, like you guys have been with me on calls. If it's more than like 30 minutes, I'm check, I am checked out. Like, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I got like, you guys got 15 minutes of my attention. Mm -hmm. And after that, my mind is already thinking about 20, 30 different things. So literally mm -hmm. I, I try to get in there, get everything done. And then I'm on to the next thing. Like that's how I usually worked. And I think that's worked well for me in the last like two, three, four years now. So that I continue doing that kind of continue working that, that uh, schedule out. I love that. 
one thing that you mentioned on your stories, the the my story when you were talking about your life, you were showing all the things that you were succeeding in, and then you also had this one story talking about how it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, and you also had a lot of failures to get to where you are today. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I and I this is leading up to the question I have about you know maybe your biggest challenge, your biggest failure that you learned from in your career. You mentioned something again. Was it an accident that happened in your store? Was it theft or was it a car coming through? I don't know. I think I saw something in your stories that something that changed the way you were working. I'm not sure if that was. Can you, can you correct me if I'm wrong? Was that something that you posted about something that happened in one of your locations? Yeah, the the last straw was when a car ran into the store. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, okay. This, can you this, tell us this, about that this, a little bit? Yeah, we were going through a lot of issues with this this one concept that I wanted to do, literally in my hometown area. It was a Vietnamese concept. And I was trying to make sure this Vietnamese concept was going to be great because I'm Vietnamese. I have to do right yeah. for my community. And everything turned out wrong. Like my partners at that time were not having up to par quality. They're pushing out. They were rushing to open the store without making sure the product was solid. And then money started disappearing from the bank accounts. Wow. And then when I come in, the procedures would change. Or the quality would continue to be different, or we'd be sold out of. We would always be sold out of the best-selling item for some weird reason. I don't know oh, what's going that's, on. That's horrible, man. If the quality of the food changes, like from time to time, I hate that. The consistency in the quality is so important when you go to a place. It is because you you have expectations of when you when you enter this when you enter this place, and you're like, why does it taste different every single time? And and that's what's beginning to happen. And my friends were messaging me about it, and I was like, this is embarrassing. And once the car got through the store, I was like. This store is full on bad juju. We need to get the hell out right now. So <laughs> let's figure out how to get rid of this project and let's just part ways and everyone go their own ways and that's it. So yeah. Damn, that's that's a crazy that's story, like, man. That's, that, that's like a you know like a KO shot from a yeah, boxer. Like <laughs> no, the like Mortal Kombat <laughs> fatality shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> place is like this, and then the car comes. It's like okay, it's done. It's like this it's, is it. it. Yeah, like man, you're like this. There's, there's no there's no coming back from that. Like, guys, <laughs> the, the world is the world is sending us a message. Let's take that message. And it's just move like on. fucking yeah. what what else do you want? A car fucking came right by the store. What kind of message do you want? And you stop this right now. Um, it's it's really interesting just looking at all the things that you've you've done. And I I I'm definitely I would say one of the main feelings that me and Farad have is just FOMO, constant FOMO, because we always see all the concepts that you guys have. And it's crazy because we want to try it out. And just out of curiosity, you guys, most of the, the works that you've done is in the US, but you do have Matt Black, I believe, in Korea and yep. and and Bored and Hungry in the Philippines, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Is that right? Is there That's any correct. other locations you guys have outside of you US? You have recently been going to UK, right? I, I think something has been happening over there. Was it? Uh, we, we, we did a pop. We did a pop up in in, in London. Uh, we've been approached to do projects over there. We haven't we haven't pulled the trigger on anything permanent yet, but we we did we did a pop up over there uh, last year. Um, we have projects in Taiwan. We have a chicken place in Taiwan. Two locations over there right now. Mm. Um, I was. I'm also. I also developed a project with you guys on in Japan. That we're hopefully. You know. Hopefully, we will see see the light of the day. Hopefully, sooner oh, yeah. than later. But you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot. A lot of different places. A lot of different countries. People are reaching out to us right now, and and we're just making sure that we find the right partners in those countries to pull it off. I think it's it's very important that we have the the partners who can execute and make sure. It, they can bring the vision 
to life in the right way. And Korea and the Philippines have done a tremendous job for us right now. They, they do an amazing job on the way the sword looks. Because it's a different thing when you're working on a on even the same exact restaurant, same food in a different country. You have different cultures. You have different tastes, yep. different flavors. How do you change and adapt the same concept restaurant? Do you have the same menu items or no? You have to completely change the way you guys do it. Maybe even starting from the design of the store to the food to the service. Because even when you think about like McDonald's or, or Burger King, you know, they have different menu items when you look at different countries, right? Yeah, and in the Philippines, the quality the quality of the product is also different. The quality of the meats and the buns are not not quite the same as what we do. So we do the best we can to keep it as similar as possible. But we do have we have a a, a, a Filipino burger that we made that specialized just for the Philippines. Like we knew that it would be taste you know to work the, for their flavor profile. Mm-hmm. And in Korea, we have a lot of drinks at Matt Black Coffee that we don't have in the U.S. A lot of things that we you know our store is very fast casual in the U.S. where it's like quick take and go and you can throw away all the cups. But we have in Korea, we have a lot of sit down glass cups that you sit down, mm. plateware that we normally don't do in the U.S. And they, mm. they, they just pull off some exceptional stuff over there. Is it if you try that in the U.S., will it not work out well? I'm just curious, like to have the whole sit down concept and everything. It's a, it'll require a lot more work and a lot more staff. And in the U.S., everything is ultra expensive right now. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. That, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. That, that was... But that's interesting to know how it's different in every country and how you guys are pulling it off. And, and the one thing that, since I think people, I mean, I'm curious, people would be curious to know what is the relationship? What is your relationship with money? Are you a spender? Are you a saver? Like, I'm how very, you... I, 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 I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a crazy, like, I, I always, like, you know, I, I, I like to buy weird, like, weird stuff. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not a, I'm not Define like the, I'm weird. Not the, like I'm not like you know my friends are the car guys. I'm not really a car guy. Like a cars mm. cars are cool, but it's not really my like my thing. And jewelry. Dude, the same thing. If same I, thing for us. Like when we yeah, were not, sorry to cut you off, but when we were growing up as well, all of our friends had like car magazines. Me and Far are like, mm. are we the only ones who are not like? <laughs> we don't mind sitting in a beautiful car. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, with with good money, you can buy the best cars. But we're not just like following it obsessively every day. I I get that. Yeah, and I, you know, the same thing with you know, with jewelry and stuff. If I wear, if I wear like jewelry and stuff, it's more like, it's like, it's like my, co- I'm like I'm trying to be in a costume that day, right? Because I'm always like, hey, mm-hmm. I want, I feel like I want to be a, I feel like I want to have some rapper energy today. I want to put on yeah. like a chain. <laughs> Normally, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not flashy with the, you know, I'm not with the Rolex stuff. Like, I'm trying to stay away from that stuff. Like, that's not my thing. But I buy, I buy, I collect a lot of toys, nostalgic things. Like, you know, I, I collect Power Ranger figures. I collect like you know, Ninja Turtle toys, Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse, Disney stuff. Um, I'm not. I'm not that crazy of a spender. Not. Not really. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Then okay, would you save? You save a lot of your money. Yeah, I, do. I think I'm a, a bit of both. I, I, I spend a lot on travel experiences. On food, okay. food, yeah, food, 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 food. Clothes. I spend a buttloads on food. Yes, yeah, spend a ton of money on food. <laughs> those Jordans are not um, cheap. I yeah. see them. I, <laughs> I see them. Those Jordans are not shoes. Cheap. Like, if anything, if I do collect anything, it's shoes. I, 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 I do buy a lot of shoes. Uh, I think shoes are you know, just a part of my upbringing that i can't i can't that's that's one thing i haven't been able to, to step away from is sneakers for sure and yeah. and rightfully so man it's it's definitely one of the more interesting games would you say that the like i guess it's more like 50 50 you're not a crazy spender but you're not like a crazy saver as well at the same time but would you say that you know i guess not spending on all the fancy shit has helped you be able to create newer businesses you know it's i think it's being able to create tighter tighter and leaner and and i think 
more profitable businesses mm-hmm. is because I've been able to be loose on certain things and really tight on other things, right? Because I mm-hmm. built, you know, my, 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 my clothing, my second business was started from the recession, right? So I learned a lot mm-hmm. about this is how you work lean. This is how you make things from, you know, how, how are you supposed to get clothes on wrappers? Like, how are you supposed to make mm-hmm. things happen? Like, I don't have money, so what are, what are, what are ways to make it happen? Okay, so I mm-hmm. always, I always, I, was, I think I was always very savvy on figuring those things out, like making, mm-hmm. making the most of my resources work out. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that was very interesting. And another, I would say, cheat that you have is that you are very open on social media. I can see that you are sharing everything that you do. I think you're giving out everything for free. Of course, all your stories are there, whatever you do, your failure is there, mm-hmm. your success is there. How does that help you in your journey? Like, do people feel more connected to you when you do that? Like, do people know you when you go out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely get recognized when I, when I go out. And when I go out, people do recognize me. I think, I think it, it shows that I'm human, right? It shows mm-hmm. that I make mistakes just like everybody else. Uh, I also came from, I'm just like everyone else. I came from not much, right? I didn't have much when I was a kid. And, and I also, I also good showing people that, Hey, even though I came from where I was at, I could create, I could make magic happen by being myself, right? I could always make happen. I don't, I didn't have to be anybody else. I could, anything that I dreamed of, or I, I wanted to make happen, like I, I mean, things happen, right? Look, I'm, I'm in. I'm sitting in the same room as Drake eating my burger, right? I'm mm-hmm. I'm in DJ Khaled's backyard. Like most people were like, "How the heck do you make that happen?" I'm like, "Well, I just be- I just believed I just believed in I just believed in myself continuously, and if an opportunity came up, I was willing to I was willing to chase towards it. I was willing to go for it. I'm an opp- you know I'm an opportunist. I'm gonna go make it happen. Behind closed doors in your own uh, sort of business life. Right? Would you say you pull off a godfather sort of role where you do favors for other people in a way that when you need the favors? Because you just mentioned for bored and hungry, you had to pull in a lot of favors, right? Like yeah. your favors aren't free. Like not no one's just gonna do things for you out of the blue. Do you give a lot of favors all the time so that when you need it, you can get them back? Is that is that how you do business? No, I, I never I never do it for something to come back. Like I've no, I, yeah. I think some people that some people that. 10 years later will help me along the way. Like I've met like 10, 20 years ago are helping me now, but are, you know, helping me on something now that mm. I didn't know that I needed. Right. But I think, I think just in the, just in how I felt maybe 10, 15 years ago when I was first starting out, mm. I always felt like, Hey, if I, whenever I get to that position mm. and I'm able to help others, I'm going to go help others because I, I wasn't given the same opportunity. I wasn't given the mm. same chance. The guys that I, the, the, the people that I looked up to admired that time, were giving me the cold shoulder. They weren't, you know, they weren't help, mm-hmm. willing to help me out. And I was like, I don't want to, when I get there, I don't want to be that person. I, I want to mm-hmm. be, I want to continue being myself. I want to help people just because, because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to help mm-hmm. people out. You know, that's, that's part of my brand. Like I'm supposed to be like your friendly neighbor that wants to just go and help you just because like you need me to, if you need me to go, you know, help you move your stuff to the, you know, move the couch down from three flights mm-hmm. of stairs. I'm going to go help you out. Cause you're just, cause we're, you know, just cause we have a, a friendly or type of relationship. I love that mindset. It's it's so good. I I guess we're gonna sort of wrap it up with just I want to talk about family. Are yes, you are you yes, okay with that? Yeah, I want to stay on that too. One thing I want to mention. Let's let's go first. I guess one thing I want to talk about is your parents and and how they. I guess when we were talking about your past, they were worried about you, right? Uh, and what you were doing, failing in school, and not being able to find your journey in the very beginning. I bet a lot of people watching who might be students they're also worried about the same thing. Maybe they're not doing well in school. Maybe they don't like what they're doing in school. How 
do you go about dealing with that relationship with your parents? Because you're unsure of yourself at the time as well. Your parents are unsure. How can you deal with that whole relationship? Making sure you can, you know, make your parents proud, I guess. But you also don't know. Because when you're young, you have no idea when you're going to be successful, right? It's, it's a very, it's a hard sort of thing to deal with. How do you deal with that? How did you deal with that, essentially? I think just showing my parents I was always doing something, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it was successful or not, I, was, I wasn't just sitting on the couch watching TV or doing everything I was doing had some type of purpose like, hey, God, hey, mom, dad, I'm I am dropping out of school because I'm going to become a real estate appraiser. Right. Like I think appraising appraising. I can always I can if it doesn't work out, I can at that time I could still go back to school. But I didn't at first when I first dropped out, when I first dropped out, I told them I was going to do both. Right. I was going to do. Yeah. I lied to them. and I was going to do school <laughs> and real estate at the same time. But I think as they saw as they saw along the way that the real estate thing was like, OK, it, it's, it's kind of working out. It's not doing so bad for them. Um, and then transferring to the clothing, clothing industry was scary because they're like, wait, who, we don't know anybody, any kids that do have a clothing brand. What are you doing? You know, like, yeah. are you sure, are you, are you sure you're going to get into this? I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Just don't worry about it. I'm, I'm doing something that's better than me not mm -hmm. doing anything. I can go, I can go back to school of anything. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then I got into, and I got to food and, and I got to opening an ice cream store and they're like, oh my God. Are you are you that sure? Is, <laughs> you are the, the definite the decision. Definite yeah, decision. Bad decision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The clothing the clothing thing is doing okay now. Are you sure you want to jump and do ice cream? Like I don't know anyone opening ice cream store making money. And then after that, after the after the ice cream thing, they they they're just they like okay. they're, they're you like, can touch anything you want. You can touch good. anything you want. Do whatever you it, want. You're good. Yeah. yeah. It's always like that, man. We always say, because anybody who ever asked advice, I, I used to be in esports and video games. And I guess the first time I was getting into it, uh, my parents' reaction was like, video games, like money with video games. I don't think that's a thing. And I had to prove it to them because YouTubers were only starting to make money at the time. Yeah. This is like the first, I, I think, I don't know, 2012, like, you know, all those Call of Duty Early. gamers were coming yeah. about. And so I was showing that to them and I was like, look, it's real. They wouldn't believe it until I got my first paycheck, not from YouTube, but working at like an esports company uh, back in Malaysia. And that's when they started believing in it. And so I guess you're absolutely right. You just have to find a way to prove to them that you're doing something. That's, and that's better than doing nothing. And I guess if you can make them understand that, that's always the, the best way to approach it. Yeah. And, and Andy, one more thing that now I want to talk about your family now. You're doing so many things. You're super busy. But we always see that you are a family guy. You're spending time with your wife, with your kids, going to Disneyland. I think a lot of people who are watching, of course, everybody is super busy. Everybody's trying to make their business work or working for someone that they do long hours. How do you become a great dad, a great entrepreneur, and a great husband at the same time? Uh, that's always a work. That's always a work in progress. Right? Always, <laughs> yeah, yeah. always a work in progress. Balancing is not the easiest thing. I think right now, like my prior, my number one thing is being a great dad is number one, right? My business, mm. my business and stuff will, I think I'm at a point where it'll always be there. Work will always be there regardless of, you know, regardless of whether I like it or not, it's there. It's there. Um, yeah. So my kids have their, you know, I have my time with my kids during the day and I try to block everything else out unless it's something really crazy where I have to fly to Miami to hang out with Caleb. Then yes, I will, yeah. you know, I will have to take off for that. But other than that, if I'm with my kids, like from five to nine, they get off and they're, they're home. I'm, I'm trying to hang out with them as much as I can. So they fall asleep and I'm back on, and I'm back on my computer doing work and knocking things out before I go to bed. And I think a lot of people, they make, 
they make a lot of their work drag on because they're not they're they haven't figured out how to focus their time on how to get the accomplished there's so much distractions in life social media all these things like when you got time to get to work you're like i just wasted four or five hours instead of like hey for this one hour i'm gonna spend just completely focused on this and if you can learn how to dial in on those things you'll get so much more work so much more things done Damn. So it's distractions that you're saying, like a lot of distractions that people might have that is actually wasting their time. It's so true. Sometimes we in Farad, like once a week, actually, we have this planning day. We sit down, we're like, how can we improve our time efficiency? What did we spend time on, you know, this past few days? And we realize there's small pockets of time that you don't even freaking realize. Maybe 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 15 here. And it adds up to two hours during that day where you could have spent that on completing an actual task that could have helped you then spend time with your family or do anything else that you really wanted to do. I genuinely believe that is true. One last question, Andy. For anybody who has met you for the first time right now, do you want to know what the hell is going on with you in the future? Over the next few weeks, months, what what can I expect? Is there anything that you're working I on? I beg right if now? you're in the US, go and try Trill Burger. If you're or in the US at least or, or Korea yeah. for Mad Black or like you know, Taiwan you mentioned or uh, or Philippines, go and try one of his places. But I, I guess in those areas or maybe somewhere else that we're not aware of, is there anything that people should be looking forward to from you? Yeah, I got something. I got some crazy stuff coming in the next few weeks at Comic-Con. Some some oh. special projects during Comic-Con week. If you guys are out here in San Diego, make sure you guys drop by during Comic-Con week. There's going to be something crazy that I'm, that we're working on and I'm super excited about it. And what else do I have in the next few weeks? I got, another, I got a special collaboration project coming out next weekend. Uh, I can't reveal it yet, but it is. <laughs> I think it's super dope. I think it's. it's I think it's gonna be super cool. People are gonna love it. Uh, but yeah, the next next two or three weeks, definitely those projects are gonna be crazy. Fantastic. We're gonna leave the link of your socials down in the description. So for anybody who wants to, again, lose their sanity, you're more than welcome <laughs> to check out Andy's uh, Andy's socials. Yeah, but it's been it's been a real pleasure talking to you. We learned it's exactly what I expected. I I was getting into this episode thinking I want to learn something outside of my specific industry, and I learned so much. And I hope for Farad, I guess, hundred oh, percent. That was I mean, selfishly, I really wanted to have this conversation with Andy because we always talked about work, yeah. but we never sat down and you talk about his process. And one more thing that's true, he's right. Every time we would get Andy on a call, he was like twenty minutes, and then we lose him, and then that was the first time we get him for an hour. <laughs> Baby. That's why that's why this is like this is this the, is the best. If you want to talk to Andy, you should have a podcast, guys. That's the secret. That's the only way you can get it for an hour. For sure. For sure. But thank you so much, Andy. Once again, you're you're absolutely amazing. Can't wait to see you. Uh we 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 we're not gonna reveal it because I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I guess at some point in the near future, probably in a month or so or two months, we might have a chance to meet Andy. And if we do, we're gonna make some videos so you guys can look forward to that. And until then, I guess I just want to say thank you for everybody watching. We'll see you guys next week with another episode. Until then, thanks, ciao. everybody.